Well, thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful musical introduction. I hope you had a fantastic Halloween. Fantastic Halloween. You were dressed up like Count Dracula with your candelabra. Now all that's gone because we're in November. November, the 11th month of 2022, recording this podcast on November 1st, All Saints Day, day after Halloween, All Souls Day, I believe, too. Uh, so grab your soul and rock and roll. Hi, this is Tim Marr. This is Failing Up, recording this podcast in the basement studio located on the mighty shores of that great Seneca River flowing all the way north, right up into the Oswego River, into the Great Lake of Ontario, all the way to the great mighty St. Lawrence Seaway past 1,000 islands. I'm thinking all the vacationers are packed up and gone. We have freighters going up and down the Islands now all the way up to the Atlantic Ocean and out around the world, just like my voice. Oh, yes, just like my voice. Perfect. And if you make a left, you go into Buffalo, New York with the mighty Buffalo Bills. North into Toronto, you get into Buffalo, you go over the falls on a barrel, and you end up in Lake Erie in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio, all those, those great industrial cities of many years ago, all making fantastic comebacks in the Northeast. That's right. Yesterday was Halloween, big, big night Halloween. Everybody out fun and frolic and candy and dancing and parties, all kinds of stuff on Halloween. Uh, and uh, now here we are in November. Here we are looking into the holiday season. Everything's up for the holiday season now. You can bet on that. Everything's up. But next week, it's really big. Next week, Jungle Jim, jump. are you listening, Jim? Next week is huge because next week on November 8th, it's Election Day, the midterm election. And the day that our country may just shift, may just shift, you know, can you believe that? And um, it, it's never been, we've never been, we have been, but this is such a peril time where where uh, rhetoric is so volatile and, and, and inflammatory and violence. And Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked last Friday, nearly killed in their own residence. And here you have uh, candidates making jokes about it. I can't believe it. Republican candidates making jokes about it or refusing to acknowledge it. And uh, fueled, fueled by fire, fueled by the fire of rhetorical spewings have beefed up, and we spoke earlier, have beefed up this whole uh, demographic that uh, feels empowered and feels the need to, and everybody wants to get in the news now, and, they, and, they, and they, people figured out the one way you get in the news is you do something violent. You know, what they don't think about is you go to jail, you pay a consequence, and it's just a very, you know, scary time. They're all lots of choices, huh? Lots of choices next week. Lots of choices next week. Yeah. Everybody's going to be choosing. But the funny thing is, is you don't have as many. We all think we have choices here in the United States. We live a freedom. It's freedom and we have choices. We don't have as many choices as we think. Our menu is pretty finite once you get down to it. I mean, our menu is not as broad-based as, as we think, and especially now. Now you have the extreme Republican Party, and you have the Democratic Party. And the Republican Party is is, is made up of the, these boisterous individuals who just spew venomous rhetoric. Half of it are lies, led by a madman who's, who's lied and, and has several uh, indictments against him and should be in jail and has created this uh, following that's one choice. And there's a silent choice because nobody wants to challenge that. So there is no real silent choice. And if you do challenge that, you get ostracized. That's uh, Liz Cheney. On the other side, you have the Democratic Party. 
and they're putting up their candidates who are trying to be honorable, but they get plowed over. They just get plowed over in the messaging. And um, so you have you have yin and yang. Since you have yin and yang, just it's not as as uh, there's just not the the choices that well we li yeah we live in freedom and we can speak, but the choices really aren't what we think they are. You know, even even the even what are we're fed in our media really isn't. Vast. I mean, you have Paramount, Warner Brothers, Disney, these big, huge, you know, studios and entertainment industries, and they own, they own, you know, in Murdoch, and they own Fox, CNN, newspapers, uh, CBS, NBC. There's your main choices. You know, you can turn on five thousand channels on uh, cable television, one over two hundred channels. But how many do you really choose? And it's, two, and it's 200 channels of what? Garbage. But how many do you really choose? Women don't have pro-choice. They can't choose over their bodies. But yet you can go over to uh, a drive-thru and figure out exactly what you want in your chalupa or your, or your Big Mac. Those are the important choices. So we feel like we have a choice. We always feel like, oh, yeah, we can choose that. Or I can do this. Or I can do that. Life is so good in America. But you just don't have the, the choices, the choices that really matter um, are not made available to the general population. And every four years, every four years, you hear the same thing. Oh, my gosh. And the majority of this, not the majority, but a great percentage of this country in a presidential election, you hear this all the time. They say, I'm going to vote for the candidate that does the least. I think they're going to do the least amount of damage. I'm going to vote for him or her, him in, in presidential races. I'm going to vote for him because I just don't like the other guy. You know, Except for uh, what was Hillary Trump. I'm going to vote for Trump because I can't stand Clinton. That's my reasoning why I'm voting for Trump. I can't stand Clinton. Two choices. And even in the primaries, it's going to boil down to two. Who has the money? Who has the backing? Who's who is connected with those other finite groups who possess the power in this country, who possess the messaging in this country, whether it be beneficial or outlandish. You know, beneficial or outlandish. I mean, you look at um, what's going on in social media right now, with Elon Musk owning Twitter. So communication is owned by about five entities, and then who are that runs those entities? And they control the messaging that we received. And based on that messaging that we receive, we make certain decisions based on the on the messaging. And the messaging isn't isn't wide range. And if lazy, like most people are lazy and they don't want to really dig into anything, and they're just gonna get fed what they get fed, there's not gonna be any questioning. It's gonna get fed this message, and you're gonna move on down the road. But yet you can choose other things that make you feel like you have choices. You can choose vacation packages, and you can choose uh, mini-meal. You can choose all kinds of stuff. You can choose accessories, but you can't choose where you're going to find the next leaders because those are put forth in a, by very few. I mean, in, oh... Walter America. Anybody can, no, not anyone can run for president anymore. No, not anybody can run for president. You have to be connected. You have to have funding. You have to be wealthy. And uh, you have to have the backing of the folks that are going to benefit from 
you as president. They're going to benefit from you. There's about six entities in that. But they're going to benefit from you being in office. And they're going to benefit financially with you being in office. That's how it works. Oh, what do you think of that, Jungle Jim? Choices. What would you, you choose for breakfast today? I had coffee for breakfast. I had coffee for breakfast today. I had a little coffee for breakfast today. That's what I had a little. That was my choice, coffee for breakfast today. Mm-hmm. But next week's big. It's going to be huge. I love election night. I love it. You know, you get spaghetti dinner, maybe. You get something special to eat. You watch the returns. I think news is really exciting on, on election night, too. It's, there's an energy. You know, the predictions and the unknown and every and all the, you know, the, um, the protagonist, you know, the, the, um, all the people who are trying to figure out who's going to win. We have a pig a prognosticator, prognosticator, a prognos all the prognosticators. You know, usually they find out who's right, who's wrong, all the statisticians, uh, statisticians all that kind of stuff. So I really, I really do like uh, election night a lot. I think it's exciting. Um, and I think this one's going to really sway the country. This one's going to set up what happens next. And I think after election night, it's really going to get crazy because then uh, the focus is on the presidential election. New Speaker in the House guy, Kevin McCarthy. My God. Swaying in the wind. Swaying in the wind. Swaying in the wind to make his dream come true. It'll be interesting to see what he's like after he makes his dream come true. Uh-huh. That's what it'll be like. But it's all going to be coming down pretty soon and uh, changes in the air. And um, lack of choice is in the air. Democrats running on a, a big, you know, pro-choice, which was taken away. Roe v. Wade. You, we have such short memories, generally. We have such short memories about the when things occur in this country, and they're in new cycles, and they call them cycles for a reason. We just have short memories as to the impact of those decisions. And something that was a real hot topic and everybody ticked off two months ago is kind of gone now. It's just it's still there, and it's still it's still um, a bad decision, and has taken the right of a, a woman to choose over her body away. But as far as the uh, in-your-face, it's gone. The momentum behind it's gone now. And there are other things that are, that are replacing that, which is really uh, how it works. You know, what's the timing? What's the timing of the big story? And if you get the big story and there's momentum, then it all, it all works out. You know, it works out to your benefit. You know, during the presidential election, Trump had the big story when he, on the excess Hollywood tape, but then again, that was taken away when the FBI came out about Hillary Clinton's emails. Uh, Comey. Was his name Comey? Was it Comey? I can't remember his name. FBI guy, which ended up backfiring on him in the long run because then he got axed. So it's um, it's all timing and momentum. The message that what's going to sell, owned by five entities, owned by five entities, control the messaging. And the messaging persuades the individual, feeds the individuals. And in this case, it's made a lot of dangerous individuals. The, the power of the message. Powerful message. What do you think, Jungle Jim? Very powerful. I, I hear you. I hear you. That's Jungle Jim. I'm Tim Marr. This is filling up. Bye-bye. Happy November.